Please welcome your host, John Lovett. Hi, guys. Okay. So, we got a lot to get to. I don't know if you guys have been checking your phones in the last half an hour. But things are happening. How's everybody doing? Thanks for coming out to the improv. As always, I remind everyone listening at home, including baby boomers, who again have made their voices heard, to subscribe and rate the show positively. Uh, also, we're going to be at the Now Hear This Festival on September 8th, and you can still get tickets for that. Thus ends the housekeeping. So, so much happened today, and there was so much to break down that, and, and you know, there's a lot of crazy shit domestically, but also internationally, which are the two kinds of things that can happen. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to split it in half, and so I wanted to start tonight by bringing up the co-host of Pod Save America and the host of Pod Save the World. I heard some yeses from the, from the front row, which is exactly right. Give it up for Tommy Vitor. Hi, Thomas. Yeah, we shake hands now. This is the Vitor Detour. Hi, John. Hi, Tommy. I took notes because it was a fucked up afternoon. Yep. Okay, so today uh, Trump signed an executive order initiating a transgender military ban. This comes after Trump tweeted about a ban on July 26, citing the need for a military focused on decisive and overwhelming victory. And that was a mess because it went against the Pentagon protocol and nobody knew what he meant. Uh, the White House official who briefed reporters on the memo on Friday evening declined to say whether current transgender troops would be allowed to remain in the military under these policy guidelines. Like, what, what do we know about this order tonight? So apparently he has banned uh, transgender people from joining the military and he's deferred to Secretary Mattis whether individuals currently serving in the military can will be kicked out or be allowed to serve. So the, the, a lot of these arguments on the so-called merits, um, well, stepping back for a second, just remember that transgender people are twice as likely as a regular population to say, yeah, I want to get shot at, and I want to live in fucking Afghanistan or Iraq and serve my country. So these are the people we're you know, kicking dirt on for no reason. The argument usually relies around something called readiness, which is essentially like, do our troops have the stuff they need, bullets, equipment? You know, underwear, are they trained? Is the morale right? And so it's always a question of readiness, which is this nebulous term. And this is the same argument made against integrating the military, allowing gays and lesbians in the military, allowing women in the military in combat roles. And as far as I can tell, we still have the baddest, best military on the planet. So, so far, so good. Um, so it's a totally specious uh, bullshit argument. And the real threat to, to readiness would be yanking thousands of transgender individuals out of their jobs, training new people, finding them, and then putting them in, back in there. So it's just like, it's a completely bullshit argument. Okay, well, I'd like to do a follow-up, but I just don't... I have a follow-up. The other argument they make <laughs> is that somehow this is expensive, which is fucking bullshit. Apparently it will cost 0.04% to 0.1% of the 
uh, medical budget. I, I sat down with Eric Fanning, who is the first gay service secretary. He was the secretary of the army. And he said this was like the most ludicrous thing you heard. He would go out to the field and meet with people and they all could care less if gays and lesbians or if transgender people served alongside of them. There was no cost issue. There will be legal challenges left and right to this decision. So this is a naked political play for the hard, hard right base. John McCain is fine with this. A number of members of Congress where Republicans came out and said they didn't understand this, they didn't think it made sense from a military perspective. So this is a pathetic, vindictive it's, political decision. I don't even know who it's for. It's just such a strange thing to go out of your way. There's not a giant constituency of even right-wing conservatives clamoring for this. It's such a narrow band of people that this is supposed to please or pay back for something. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the defining, the defining characteristic of his first term in office is uh, he has no policy agenda, so he opposes everything Obama did, and he is the most vindictive, bullying, cruel person he can possibly be. So here we are. So let's go to the second most cool. vindictive person in North Korea. Uh, so <laughs> North Korea launched several short-range missiles off its coast, flying about 155 miles to the northeast before falling into the sea. This comes after Trump threatened to rain down fire and fury on North Korea if the country did not stand down after testing missiles last month. Pretty cool. Good news. Uh, yeah, I mean, what? this seems like more of the same. Is this an escalation? Why is this happening now? Where, is, where are the negotiations? Is there... Is this just, just, just more saber-rattling of the same kind yeah. of thing? So seen? in some ways, this is the least surprising. There have been a, um, a growing number of these missile launches and tests over the last year. Um, these were medium-range missiles. They're, it's not good. It's a U.S. Security Council violation. Apparently, they failed, but it's not like a ICBM. It's not a threat to hitting the U.S. homeland. It happened because we're in the middle of uh, a biannual military exercise with the South Koreans that you know, one could sort of reasonably argue looks like practicing for an invasion. So they hate it. By the way, the Chinese hate it. Um, so this is him lashing out. The problem is that Trump has backed himself into a corner with this rhetoric, talking about fire and fury, hell to pay, like all these stupid things he said. Uh, and now Kim Jong-un is just going to test him and test him and test him and see what that actually means. Terrific. <laughs> Guys, give it up for Tommy Vitor. Thanks. This has been... The Vitor Detour. I love coming up here. <laughs> you guys can catch Tommy on Pod Save the World or a Tommy John underwear advertisement probably during this show. <laughs> guys, give it up for an awesome panel. She is the co-host of the Internet's premier feminist Star Trek podcast, Treks and the City. Give it up for Alice Wetterland. Hi. Uh, we hug? I don't know what to do. Hey. All right, great. Here, you sit there. All right. He is a writer and host of the podcast, Yo, Is This Racist? Andrew T. Woo! Oh. I shook Tommy's hand and it felt wrong. And so you can't. Moved. The Hollywood hug is sexist, <laughs> man. You got to hug forward. everyone. I, I don't. I don't. I want to hug no one. <laughs> She's an actress starring in Hulu's Casual and the new film Brigsby Bear, which is in theaters now. Welcome back to the show, Michaela Watkins. Hi. Hi, John. Yeah, nice reversing it, shaking hands. Right? Okay, Doesn't very... that feel much more progressive? 
I think that the hug spread because nobody knows what to do anymore and is afraid to be rude. Let's just mash bodies together. Yeah. I, think, awkwardly. <laughs> I think it's a culmination of cultural decline. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hugs. Make, make America give like a really stiff handshake again? again. Is that what you're Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look them in the eyes, you shake hands, then you don't talk about anything real. Yeah. Till you die. <laughs> That's how it was done. And that's the new Democratic slogan. That is. <laughs> it's, it's a market improvement over, what was the last one that got floated? We're not, I can't get into a better deal again. I can't. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. What a day. What a day. So uh, Tommy and I just went through this transgender troop ban and these North Korean missiles, but that's just the beginning. Uh, let's start with something that happened just a few hours ago. Donald Trump pardoned uh, racist former Arizona sheriff Joe Arpaio. You guys are on the fence. Uh, he was so he was convicted of civil contempt. He was found in civil contempt for his failure to back down from these racist and uh, unconstitutional roundups of people, along with several other violations. There's Fourth Amendment violations and others. He was then found in criminal contempt. Uh, so this is two separate judges finding him in contempt, and this is somebody who has built these tent cities to hold people, many of whom have not been convicted of anything. He had been having his guys go around rounding up Latinos and scaring Latinos and then throwing them in into cells, even if they hadn't been convicted, of punishing people because they didn't speak English, of holding people in uh, tent cities that were so hot their shoes melted. Every time you say something, I lose four years of my life. I just, like, my lifespan just got shorter and shorter because my body started eating itself. But, but please carry on. You know what that reminds me of? What diet is that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk after. Uh, there was this study that found that Oscar winners uh, live longer than Oscar nominees who don't win. <laughs> and I've often thought that that's sort of fine because you're disappointed, but it won't last that long. <laughs> Remember when that was the study and poll people were doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when our right. life was so simple that we were like, if you were nominated for an Oscar, how long will you live? So. <laughs> remember? I do Those remember. Those fun times. <laughs> Michaela, I do remember. I remember a simpler time. Uh, I remember when, when Barack Obama put his feet on the Oval Office desk, and that was a story. Um, I remember when Mitt Romney mi misspelled the word America mm, in an ad. Yeah. And people lost their minds. Yeah. I miss Sarah Palin. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, like... so much. Why do we even do this show anymore? <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do, guys? I think you just have to do it twice a week. I don't... I don't or just like a, a non-stop fever dream that's just broadcast. Well, I just, last week, we were talking about how crazy it was that Donald Trump had failed to properly respond to Charlottesville and was apologizing for white supremacists. And I remember saying, is next week just going to be a new bag of crazy things? Like, when does this show go on hiatus? Right? Because <laughs> I need a fucking break. <laughs> is he... Is he like on vacation technically still or did that end? No, he's back. They finished the uh, oh, White House renovations. Hell yeah. And he's he's back in the oval. He really kicked back. Trouble. It was Although cool. Now he's at Camp David. So he he went to Camp David to to watch the hurricane on TV. Uh, <laughs> and 
issue pardons and transgender bans. Uh, Scott Conroy uh, said that basically it's unclear if there's any strategy behind this or if Donald Trump was just jealous of a hurricane. Yeah, I and mean, all the attention that it was getting. God forbid anything should happen with this hurricane, but he'll be like, he'll be the victim. He'll be yeah. like, I can't believe, I mean, I know we lost, you know, supply lines and thousands, God forbid, are displaced, but can you believe how mean the media was to me that I didn't appoint anybody to any kind of FEMA position? Ha ha ha. Well, I just, David Clark tweeted something like, David Clark's that the like sheriff? sheriff. He tweeted the other evil Mr. sheriff in the news. Yeah, the other evil sheriff that will be pardoned after he commits a crime. Uh, Democrats and live media are no doubt hoping for Hurricane Harvey to make a direct hit on Texas so they can blame real Donald Trump. Bastards. <laughs> and, and then I just did. It. And on the other. On Hi, the... I just got mad about something I I made up in the <laughs> same tweet. Like what? Yeah, you make the straw man and yeah. then kill it in yeah. one yeah. tweet. You can do it. He's it's so just... upset. Yeah, you're picking fights with hypotheticals. <laughs> Best regards. Texas. Does he know how oh, many you're, Nazis you're are in Texas? You're sleep tweeting again, David. Let's <laughs> stay on our pile for a second. All right. All right. Sorry. Uh, it's going to be a loose show, guys. I'm in a mood. <laughs> I don't really... I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, we'll get... Our pile, then we're going to get to yeah. the Committee to Save America. We're going to get to Gary Cohn. We're going to get to it. Our pile. So... Now, one thing we learned is that DOG, DOJ did not approve this pardon. It didn't go through the normal process. It was also not something that uh, Republicans on the Hill were clamoring for. If anything, it puts them in a bad position. They're going to have to talk about the fact that this is a crazy pardon, one of the craziest that's ever been issued. Republicans are going to do their whataboutism. They're going to start talking about things like Mark Rich. But put aside what com- bad comparisons to other bad pardons in the past, and there are, and there are many, this is a unique thing. Uh, Noah Feldman, I believe, uh, wrote in Bloomberg about just how much of an under how much this undermines the rule of law because this isn't somebody uh, getting clemency for uh, or 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 wrongly convicted. This is somebody uh, specifically convicted for violations of the Bill of Rights and not by a jury, by the way, convicted. Uh, uh, because uh, uh, held in contempt by judges for not following judges' orders. And that's like a very serious thing. I guess, do we think there will be any ramifications for this? Do we think that he will pay any price? Do we think that this is going to send a message to other people that it's okay to do these kinds of things? I mean, what, what do you guys think is the consequence of Donald Trump pardoning a racist sheriff well, who was unapologetically breaking the law? Well, I think he still did those things, and he was still held in contempt, and he was still convicted of those crimes, which he's going to have that stain on his reputation. And now he has the additional stain on his reputation of being pardoned by the worst person in the universe, which is not going to be something that people will be proud of eventually. That's true. I, I, uh, I guess I had a question from like the most cynical version of this, which was, what concentration camp will he run? <laughs> he, you know, he called his like Hopefully desert camp camps David. concentration camps. Yeah, he was proud of it. It was yeah. It's, he's a cool guy. He seems like a cool guy. <laughs> no, here's my Savvy. question though: is that like it's hard to get a sheriff on anything? So like, so that was super extraordinary, and this is a counter super extraordinary thing. But there are racist sheriffs like everywhere in the United States who are doing all kinds of shit like this, like. I guess optics aside, I don't know. Did, like, like racist sheriffs are still going to be doing racist shit. Yeah. And does it really change that? I don't know. Well, the one thing that's frightening to me is I, I, I think this sends a message to two, pe- two kinds of people. One, it sends a message to uh, law enforcement officials 
go crazy, right? You can go further than you than, than you did before because I've got your back. Uh, so if, if you want to commit violations, if you want to pull people over for being Latino, if you want to uh, bust some heads, I'll get your back. But the other group of people this sends a message to is <laughs> all of Trump's criminal co-conspirators who are right now under investigation. Because one thing this makes very clear is Donald Trump doesn't care what people think about, about how he's going to use this pardon power. So racists and criminals are going to, uh, this is a boon. It's just adding to the pile of boon for racists and criminals. Right. Like, He's been saying, go crazy cops right? for yeah. a while. Sorry, that's, that was the darkly cynical, but also hopeful that we're oh, just I regressing can, I can towards a shitty I can take it downtown. Quo. I can yeah. get real dark over here. <laughs> Welcome to my brain, guys. Um, I have a, a question, because you know everything, John. Isn't there some sort of... Lit- isn't this sort of an impeachable offense to kind of pardon somebody when you're supposed to be holding up some version of a court? Uh, yeah, I, you know, impeachable offense is whatever we want it to be. Mm-hmm. High crimes and misdemeanors have no definition. Mm-hmm. An impeachable offense is anything that a majority of Congress, a majority of the House and uh, two-thirds majority of the Senate deem impeach, impeachment worthy. You know, what is a high crime? Like, I think obstructing justice is a high crime. I think inciting racist racist. Racial hatred and animus and violence, as well as inciting violence against the press, is an impeachable offense. I think abusing the pardon power to send a message that the Bill of Rights doesn't apply uh, to people as long as they're attacking the right groups. I mean, I think you can, all of these things can be impeachable offenses. It's just so weird because, like, he spent his whole Phoenix rally talking about how he's not racist, like, in. It was just in the longest version of a, of a way. And then it's almost like a TV show that's like, if you're joining us this week, he's still a racist. <laughs> it's like, if you're just joining now, like, we have to make sure we feed who this character is because you might have forgotten from last His week. His character is wildly inconsistent, I feel like. <laughs> like the Trump writers are rapist. like... Well, well, yeah. He's not going to be impeached by this Congress because they're beholden to him because he has the voting base that he has. And he has to keep the voting base by continuously committing impeachable offenses. <laughs> so there's like a snake eating its tail effect. That's kind of their core yeah. issue is like, he got to do impeachable shit. not do that. That's yeah. what they love. They told does- me not to do this, so I'm doing it and they're like yeah Paul Ryan's like that is fascinating (laughs) he commits impeachable offenses to maintain his base the base makes the members of congress afraid of him so that they can't impeach him for impeachable offenses this is like a beautiful mind which is why he has to commit (laughs) impeachable offenses (laughs) it's the Ouroboros of the biggest mistake (laughs) America's ever made Anyway, this Arpaio shit is nuts. And once again, just to point out, the so-called Committee to Save America trying to stop all this bad stuff behind the scenes, your Dina Powells, your Gary Cohns, your Ivankas, your Jareds, nowhere, nowhere. Gary Cohn today uh, did a round of press about just how close he came to resigning and how I got... Guys, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Gary Cohn was not able to go to his house in the Hamptons <gasps> because he had to go talk to the president about just how upset he was. What, what? So these are the sacrifices these people are making, and I think it's unfair of you guys to lack the understanding of just what they're giving for this country every single day. It is a sacrifice. And thank, you for, thank you for pointing that out. It is a sacrifice. Pardon me, sacrifice. but Ivanka is very busy reading letters from children. 
She's got 10 or 12 letters. That's a week, guys. Well, she's got to be reading those. In the morning, she makes them. And then in the <laughs> she afternoon, them to herself. she takes the picture with them. <laughs> she's got a split personality. Young Ivan- Ivanka writes in. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, meanwhile, Robert Mueller is still doing his thing. Uh, some stories broke also tonight during my pre-show nap that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Should I talk about that? Oh, who cares? <laughs> I woke up and I had, a, I had a WhatsApp from Tommy saying, tonight's show's going to be interesting. I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what, do you, do, what do you do in that? Because I, I usually take my show a few days out and I did one before Charlottesville happened and then, you know, sort of in the intervening days. And I just had to be like, yeah, I don't know. I, I recorded a little thing that was just like, I'm sorry. But this is fucking crazy. Like, are you just freaking out all the time, man? Like, how does that um, work? Well, head? you know, we've we were gonna move Love It or Leave It to Thursday nights and then release it on Saturday morning, but that's not possible because every Friday is a fucking news explosion. Uh, so, <laughs> Mueller uh, is looking into what role former National Security Advisor and just fantastic, fantastic character. Michael Flynn played in an effort to get Hillary Clinton's emails from Russian hackers. Also, six PR firms with ties to Paul Manafort, uh, who's famous for both being Donald Trump's campaign chairman and also his having his name appear in the Ukrainian Black Ledger, the most sinister-sounding thing that's as sinister as it sounds. Uh, the, so, so six firms with ties to Manafort have received subpoenas. Uh, Manafort has come under scrutiny for lobbying work he did on behalf of the government in Ukraine, hence his name appearing in the Black Ledger. This Russia stuff is ongoing, guys. I, you know what else is going? You know what else is hard to talk about here? What? Yeah, the Russia stuff is still happening. What else is there to say? Mueller, like hurry the fuck up. There should, there should be like. It's an episode that you do that's just dedicated to, by the way, this is still happening. Yeah. Like, by yeah. the way, Jared Kushner still has clearance. Like, yeah. by the, the way. way. Yeah. By the way, he's also still in charge of Middle East peace. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's going fine yeah. today. <laughs> oh, yeah, but by the way, Eric Trump is giving speeches at Republican committee meetings, even though he's supposed to have a Chinese wall between him and... I just call that a wall. wall I'm with you, dog. I'm with you, man. That's the wall, right? I don't know anything about politics. It's the original. It's the original wall. That's the main wall. It's the original. It's the original wall that Mexico didn't pay for. Correct. So I think Miller has people working for him. Like it's not just him. But every time I think about him dealing with this, I just think of him being so busy that he doesn't notice anything else going on. Like, Trump could, like, walk into his office and, like, zip, unzip a skin suit, and it's Putin, Putin underneath, and then unzip, and it's Trump again, and Mueller's just, like, <sighs> like shuffling papers furiously. There's too much. <laughs> That's you know, what I think about. <laughs> I enjoyed that thoroughly, but, but as you were speaking, I was reminded of a comparison. I was just thinking about how Jared Kushner, who is completely unqualified, is in charge of... Uh, Middle East peace, uh, the opioid crisis, and government reorganization and modernization. And it actually occurred to me that you do a podcast on Star Trek, and it made me think of the fact that uh, the Starship Enterprise has one engineer, and (laughs) Jordy knows literally every single thing from, like, how to fix the the kitchen to the engines to the shields. Well, he is qualified, though. Right. So it's okay. (laughs) 
Like, Jordy is the only person working in engineering because everybody else who tries to work in engineering, he's like, just get out. Like, I don't know what you're even asking me. Leave. He just hates questions because he just knows. So that... But what do you think about that comparison? I feel really good about my comparison. I was just, I was just thinking about... I know you do. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but you are right. Jo- it, J- Jordy is... Jared Kushner yeah. is as if Jordy LaForge had never done anything to learn about engineering before he started. <laughs> Jordy, Jared Kushner is something that Jordy LaForge would like study on the holodeck. Like, how did this person get so much power? And how do I harness it for our warp drive? Now, look, now you're blowing my mind because it's now occurring to me that, uh, it's, that Star Trek takes place in a better future. However, it's a future based on our real world, which means it's a future in which Donald Trump was president, which That's means... Right. It is possible that Jean-Luc Picard can call up Donald Trump in yeah. the holodeck and ask him uh, how the Great War started. It's a great war. It's a great war. The best. That's what he'd say. <laughs> it was the best war. <laughs> Everybody liked it. I feel like they played celebrity, but with, you know, world issues. And whatever, you know, paper you pulled out of the hat, he's like, ha, that's what you're taking care of. And then there was... Except for, like, maybe Israel. He was like, Jew, you got this. Because <laughs> no, everybody's like, no, 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 I don't want it, I don't want it. I peeked at it, I don't want it. It is, like, funny how he just... Because he, he had to sprinkle in a handful of tokens. And he was just like, that's your job, dog. You're the Jew around here. You have to do this. Say an urban development. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Right, right. And, well, and, he, got, and, he, got, and he got Gary Cohn for the money stuff. <laughs> Donald Trump likes Jewish lawyers, doctors, and money people because he operates like a New York Post cover from 1985. <laughs> if the New York Post in 1985 became a person, then watch Fox News for a decade. Uh, but we'll throw per- them all under the bus if it means neo Nazis will vote for him. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's a delicate balance. I mean, it must be tough. <laughs> <You're>, you have <laughs> your, your daughter and son in law are Jewish. Your financial, your, your, your economic advisor is Jewish. Your lunatic doctor is Jewish. Uh, your bad lawyer is Jewish. And yet, but, I don't feel sorry for him. Oh, no. We should not. Yeah. I'm just saying that he has to walk a delicate balance. No, of, I know. I mean, he, probably, he just can't, he can't appease the neo Nazis. In it's that hard. meeting. It's hard. Although Gary Cohn was in Trump Tower standing there kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, didn't, didn't like Kushner and Bannon have to like sit together at the same table and whatnot? Like, how's that, how's that work? You know. It's probably a long table like in Batman. Long- oh, cool. <laughs> They're at like really far ends of it. It's like if we were closer, <laughs> shit would be on, but I get it. That's the Nazi table. Okay. <laughs> Steve, could you pass the salt? <laughs> what? What? All right. Okay. You got it. <laughs> I see you. You're on top of things in the front row. And it's great. President of the front row. And it's good to see you. And you're having fun. And I think you're noshing on something. So it's a whole night. You know, you're eating and you're drinking and you're also yelling and it's fun. But it's the perfect amount. It's the perfect amount. I like you. I like your energy. I am glad you don't have a mic. <laughs> All right, all right, let's, let's move on, I guess. Who cares? Oh, all right, guys, this one is just, this one's unalloyed fun. Gorka is out. Uh, uh, 
So, <laughs> Oopsie doopsie, I was fired while on vacation and then quickly wrote a resignation letter to make it seem less embarrassing. So, Sebastian Gorka, Fox News personality, Vitenzi Rent member, executive office building, Denison, job description, not having person. I rent, lost the thread, who cares? Anyway, Gorka's out. Uh, Gorka released the following resignation statement. On Qu- Sandals Resort Stationery. <laughs> <laughs> It does, it does say this. It says, sandals, dash, dash. (laughs) Given recent events, it is clear to me that forces that do not support the MAGA promise are for now a cent... I should do this in the accent. You know, that is a testimony to how easy a white guy can succeed with mediocre impressions. It's too easy. It's too easy. Uh, given re- I can't even remember. I don't even remember what it is. He fell up, fell out of the news. Given recent events, it is clear to me that forces that do not support the MAGA promise are for now ascendant within the White House. As a result, the best and most effective way I can support you, Mr. President, is from outside the People's House. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> so bad. Anyway, Gork is out. Uh, he was fired because he was on vacation, and then quickly, quickly ran to his, uh, his, uh, you know his Pentium 5, and typed, I can't, you can't fire me, I quit, here's all the reasons I quit, then release it. And then the White House put out an anonymous statement saying, uh, Sebastian Gorka uh, did not resign, but he no longer works at the White House. So uh, somebody on Twitter called it his personal night of the long knives, and I like that. I don't know what there is to say about Gorka either. He never really had a job. Trump liked him because he was on TV. Uh, he was an anti-Muslim bigot. He was way too comfortable in a Hungarian fascist uniform. Right. He was not to, like, look, we don't need to play who's the worst Nazi, but he was, like, the most, like, old-school Nazi, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was the most Nazi Nazi. Yeah. He's a classic Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Know, Nazi seemed, classic. Not... He seemed kind of like a foppish Nazi. Like, he was like, ooh, like a, like a, a kerchief would come out of his... Yeah. And he would present his calf a You lot. won't see him in an Abercrombie polo. Right, 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 right. No, and I, he had a good broche game going on, so... I, I will, and look, we will always cherish the photo of Seb Gorka in front of his... Ford Mustang with art war on the license plate because all the coolest adults talk about Sun Tzu a lot. <laughs> That's what the coolest, smartest people do. He can go Machiavelli into, too. What? He can go into voiceover. He could do like a Gilligan's Island, Thurston Howell the Third reboot animated yes. series. Oh yes. yeah. They gotta, they gotta get like Breitbart Entertainment going. No, no, no more I sharks really... in the tank. Stop listen. it. Listen, stop it. They'll hear this. I'd work. <laughs> you know, oh, we all we would do stuff with Fox Entertainment. Oh, it's the you. same shit. I'll do it in a heartbeat. All right, end of segment. <laughs> when we come back, a segment we call "Keep It." Love it or leave it is brought to you by Angels Envy. How can envy be a motivating force that inspires people? I don't know. I mean, Maybe look at look at Elon Musk. I mean, just you know, <laughs> envy makes the world go round. Envy and FOMO. That's basically it. That's a, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, the Half, that's capitalism. <laughs> 
Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, Ooh. inspiring the world to raise the bar. Okay. And Angel's Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Oh, I was wondering where we were going with this. Angel's Envy bends the traditional rules of whiskey. It's a little different from all other bourbons out there. This bourbon makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Angel's Envy are the pioneers of secondary finishing in bourbon and one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. With its unique bottle design, Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024 Angel's Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home. On top of the wide variety of houseplants available, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Mike Pence should have gotten one of those after the election day. (laughs) (laughs) The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape designs, and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why Fast Growing Trees is perfect for me, because it makes it so easy. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LOVEIT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LOVEIT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LOVEIT. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. So, some other stuff happened this week, all right? Some of it less dire and world historic, but no less interesting and important, I suppose. Guys, give it up for Ira Madison. Uh, He is a writer for the Daily Beast. And Ira is going to help us break down uh, a little bit of news this week about someone who loves to trash their exes, blame the media, never take accountability, who is constantly saying that other people are treating them unfairly, and who's made a little bit of a career of attacking their black competition, Taylor Swift. Ira. You loved that joke. I, you know, that's unfair. I thought it was okay, but I never found the exact right way to say it without feeling uncomfortable as I did it. Uh, and I don't think I ever landed on it, but I'm going to leave it in, all right? I'm going to let people see how, it's all, how it all comes together. So, Ira, what do we think of Taylor this week? What do we think of this song? What do we, I, what do we, think, of, what do we think of Reputation? Well, let me tell you, Breitbart loves it. <laughs> Did you not see that? No. Breitbart today, um, all of their news stories, they tweeted the lyrics to Taylor's song. Instead of like writing what the story was, all day they tweeted her lyrics. What does it mean? <laughs> She's white and blonde, and they love her, and she didn't say who she voted for. Am I crazy to say that there's something a little Trump-like about an album cover that's just her name in headlines, her reappropriating the snake, which of course was something she was called for lying, 
vis-a-vis her, one of her many feuds. You're up on it. Yeah. Um, no, it was, um, it was certainly weird to uh, be like, this is the time for me to call the media fake. Um, this is... <laughs> like, this political climate is perfectly the time for me to lash out at the media for writing about me and my fake relationship with Tom Hiddleston. Wait, what? And being carried out of an apartment in a box, maybe? Everything you're saying to me is new. (laughs) There was a box? Allegedly, she was hiding in a box that was carried out of her apartment building. Why? She wanted people to think she was in it. There's some fury in the front row. She's mad. Um, I mean, this is the same woman who, like, walked her cat on a leash in New York just so, like, the paparazzi would take photos. That's dope. (laughs) Now, Ira, I also want to say something else. I love this song. And we played it at Crooked Media HQ today, and Elisa and I were really enjoying it, and Elijah did not comment. You know, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's kind of nice. Well, I mean, it does sample Right Said Fred and Peaches, so... Which is great. Huh. Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) Which is um, funny, because that Peaches song is in Mean Girls. I'm sorry, hold on one second. You're very animated, and you're wearing a friend of the pod, and you have so many opinions from the front row and no microphone... I would Let like it out, honey. Put it say, in the book. You can, you can go. Are you ready? He said, put it in the book. Are you ready? Are you ready? Just say what you want about, about the song, about this album. Where's your head at? You are shaking your head. You have 10 seconds. She's just a victim, and she's not. And she just, she's just, just stop. She just needs to stop. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I wasn't sure where this was going because she's not a victim. She's a horrible nightmare. And oh man! Hold, hold. I, I okay, know. guys. I, guys, she's this is the most animated the house has ever gotten. <laughs> hold on a second. Now listen, listen. This is a show. This is about a no. This company is about a no bullshit conversation about Taylor Swift. Is there someone here on the other side of this argument who is very pro Taylor? I would like to say something as a middle-aged woman. <laughs> Um, I don't mean she is a victim. I mean she plays the victim and she's not. Okay. Michaela? Um, Okay. As a woman who doesn't give two shits about pop culture, (laughs) I only know about her lawsuit, right, where she sued a guy for a buck, countersued him for sexual harassment. That's kind of badass. That was badass. That was really badass. Here, are you a Taylor? Are you on Taylor's side? I want somebody who's going to defend Taylor. Come up. We're just doing this. The news is that you're going to come and then you come up. The person who said they would support Taylor. Come on. Come on. Okay. Come on. I don't know if this is going to edit well. <laughs> oh, you okay. No, okay. Qui- I, okay. Now you're just standing on the stage in a straight shooter shirt with your own microphone. I don't even know how the hell you pulled that off. Love it. I am fucking coming for you. Okay. I'll tell you what. All right. Do it. Okay, so the, <laughs> here's the thing. We can acknowledge that she took the suit to get justice for the fact that she was sexually assaulted. 
However, she is super problematic. She plays the victim, especially when it comes to men of color. And so you can acknowledge the good that she did with the suit while also acknowledging that she is hella problematic. All right. But All right. Okay, that's good. They brought the suit yeah. against her. It, she didn't file a suit against him, by the way. The guy was suing her. And she countersued. It was a countersuit? Either way, it was okay. badass. What was your name? Because I just want, I want you on the record. I'm Haley. It's Haley, and she crushed it. That's okay. right, that's here's Haley. The, here's the thing. I'm so glad we did this. Um, I think. I can admit that I really enjoyed that time Trump fired four people on The Apprentice. It was good TV. I watched that episode three times. Um, Now I know he's evil. Um, But you can still acknowledge he made good TV. I think that if Taylor had come out with, you know, this sort of powerful song about what had happened to her, people would perceive it differently. But the lyrics are very much directed at Kanye again. And last year she literally Instagrammed that she wanted to be excluded from that narrative. Mm -hmm. And then she ignored it. Yeah, thus victimizing herself again. And it's like, Taylor, stop appealing to your base. And that's the thing. (laughs) That's the other thing about her. She went on this whole, you know, like feminist power tour um, for 1989 where she brought every single woman in media um, onto her stage. Every like skinny, Uh, every skinny model woman. (laughs) She brought a lot of women on stage at her concerts, the people who were in her squad. Um, She brought Harriet Tubman up. Um, She was was very supportive of, you know, women. Whose most recent album was Lackluster. Yeah, well, you know what? She's she's doing a lot of good work and people should know about it. You know I love you. (laughs) We're okay. You were okay. We're okay. Um, Uh, Guys, I want you to know something. I do not understand why Taylor Swift brings out this level of emotion from people. It is fascinating. It is something to dive into. I think it connects back to the way Hillary Clinton was treated in the election. Oh, now you're uncomfortable. Does it? A little bit. It's partly because because she rode this feminist wave, and then she remained largely silent during Mm -hmm. the election about Donald Trump as someone who feels so strongly about sexual assault didn't speak out against a president who bragged about it. And it's because she knows that a lot of her base are... Breitbart loves her. KKK, white people, watching Dukes of Hazard, Ducks Dynasty, um, you know... Ina Garten. You know, Actually, I love her. I'm so sorry. Um, I I'm just... sorry. Um, but like, Barefoot Contessa. There. Wait till the Ina Garten Same segment person. later oh on the God. show. Oh my God. I can't tell these white women apart. Um, <laughs> but um, she ignored all of that and now she's just sort of basking in not doing anything. Well, it's, it's pop feminism, right? Yeah. That's what pop feminism is. It's but like, every other pop feminist said, fuck Donald Trump. Go out and vote. Yeah. I well, mean, Katy Perry gets more people to come to a Hillary Clinton rally than she could people to go to true. her concert. Even Miley Cyrus. I'm not going to have that. I'm not like, going to have that Cyrus on this stage. Like, Miley Cyrus was I will not have there. that kind of talk on this stage. Go on. Miley Cyrus was out there too, and she like her dad's Billy Ray Cyrus. There's like no reason for Miley Cyrus to be campaigning for Hillary, and she was like out there like I'm high, whatever she's doing. So look, I think I'll, I I want to wrap this up simply by saying that Trump came in like a wrecking ball, <laughs> uh, but all he did was 
Ekas. Do you know the lyrics? And all he did was build a wall. Listen, listen, listen. We can disagree about a lot of things. Wrecking Ball is one of the best pop songs of the decade. Uh, Guys, give it up for Ira Madison. Thank you. Uh, That was Keep It. Ira's going to keep it. That was interesting and unexpected. Can you come here for one second? Come up here for one second. What's your name? Golmar. Golmar? Golmar? Golmar, yeah. Okay. So here's, here's the beef that I have with it, is that I feel like we're very right or wrong, and I feel like there's so much nuance in it. Yeah. That I, like Taylor Swift to me, we give a lot of guys permission to be ridiculous where we don't give Taylor permission to be ridiculous. R. Kelly is currently doing a show in Atlanta where he literally had a sex cult and he held women captive and people are just going to see R. Kelly. So, you know, let's... uh, Taylor's like 14, whatever. I also think we have to slow roll the, like, resistance, you know, people who fall out from Trump, like, what's his name from American Idol? Like, you know what I mean? Because if we all come out and blow our wad at the beginning that we hate him and everything, then it doesn't mean anything later because they're like, oh, you're just your Hollywood elite or singers or artists, you hate him. But if we take a couple and they just, like, you know rig the gun and then like at a time where they're like Taylor Swift doesn't like Trump I'm out yeah that's yeah a we, good need idea. A, we need a, like a press conference with it's got to be Paul Ryan Dina Powell and Taylor Swift together <laughs> really great <laughs> and they hold hands and run into the abyss when we come back I think <laughs> okay stop The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't. The No Trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F-Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to cricket.com slash store to shop. Hi, I'm Erin Ryan, a writer and host of the podcast Hysteria. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco, former White House Deputy Chief of Staff and also a host of Hysteria. And this week, we were asked to talk about Women's History Month. And on behalf of women everywhere, okay, fine. Our show Hysteria is about the way news and culture impacts women in America every week of the year. From the latest on reproductive rights to the ways pop culture handles women's stories. And not just because it's March, okay? We exist the other 11 months of the year, too. What? Don't... (laughs) Uh, You heard it here first. Don't even get us started on our exclusive YouTube series, This Fucking Guy, where we try to figure out how the worst people in America got to be so awful. So if you're looking for a pod that's by the ladies and for everyone, make sure to subscribe to Hysteria wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, we're going to play OK Stop. Uh, Here's the thing. Uh, Donald Trump... uh, uh, 2,000 years ago on Tuesday uh, (laughs) gave a speech in Phoenix that was absolutely crazy. Uh, It was 76 minutes. Uh, He implied that night that he would would pardon Joe Arpaio even though everybody knew he wasn't crazy enough to do it. Uh, 
and he, and he went after uh, uh, protesters. He criticized John McCain, though not by name, and a whole bunch of other crazy shit. Uh, okay, stop. We, we watch a clip. As we go, we stop it uh, to comment. Simple as that. Let's roll the clip. Loyalty to our nation requires loyalty to each other. We all share the same home, the same dreams, and the same hopes for a better future. A wound inflicted upon one member of our community is a wound inflicted upon us all. Okay, stop. CNN I just wanted to include that to note that even when he's trying to do kind of unifying language, it it's just because Stephen Miller is a C plus Santa Monica fascist, it it just sounds like an authoritarian goon applied to be a writer uh, on like late season West Wing and did and did not get it. <laughs> I feel like, is Trump ruining the words, like, us and together? <laughs> like, because, like, he says us with an asterisk that means, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I think we might need to cede that to the racists. I and can't. why has loyalty found its way into this speech, like, 60,000 times? Yeah, it's creepy as hell. Creepy and as it, you hell. You know what? I, I had this... And same with the Boy Scouts. Didn't he loyalty his face off in that well, one? I feel like loyalty is part of their That's oath, kind of so a Boy Scout jam. Pat. Oh, maybe well, he got like some mileage on that. He's like, oh, maybe, maybe he learned loyal. the word I'm at the Boy Scouts. I'm going to recall... It's like a guy that. who said loyalty more than anybody who's ever like not owned a dog. It's really weird. <laughs> like it's Trump a, has never walked a dog. Think about one, that. But not yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about it too because like these are the speeches where Trump's, you know, awful speechwriter kind of like really stretches out. And it, it just made me think that like fascism is just what a really shitty person thinks is patriotism, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's yeah. all it is. Like, he's like, oh, I'm going to really, you know what? I'm going to really write some pretty great rhetoric, some <laughs> presidential American shit. Which is so bad and so pathetic and their ratings are going down. <laughs> right? And, and I say it, and you know, we're all pros. We're all, like, we have a certain Okay, stop. Sense. Did he just say we're all pros? Hey, we're all pros here in <laughs> Arizona. Everybody there is a pro. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in the business. We all know what's going on Do here. Do you know who the biggest pro there is? Is What does he call himself? Michael the Black? He is a joke. My dude. Absolute joke. As a black person, you are not invited to the cookout. All right. So, so I appreciate the passion. Just so... I'm just going to quote for the people at home who are listening, uh, because again, I remind none of you have mics, and that is a, that is a choice we made, uh, uh, I, which is fine. But anyway, what you said is, as a black person, he's, I can say he's not invited to the cookout. Uh, and I just wanted to quote that so the people at home heard it like we all did. Thank you. He has... He, he said that Oprah was the devil, so, uh, I mean, I can see why. She wanted people to join a book club. That makes sense. Um, so he's like 50-50. We're smart people. <laughs> These are truly dishonest people. And not all of them. Not all of them. You have some very good reporters. You have some very fair journalists. But for the most part, honestly, these are really, really dishonest people. And they're bad people. And I really think... They don't like our country. Okay, I really stop. believe that. 
So I just would point out that the speech began by saying, we are united, we all come together, and by the way, CNN sucks, reporters hate America. Uh, it's, it is, like, he's the president now. He is the president, and he is pointing at a group of people. And, you know, Anna Marie Cox talked about this with John and Dan and me on Thursday's Pod Save America because I showed up early to do the ads and then just started being on the show. And uh, <laughs> that's what I do on Thursdays sometimes. Uh, but uh, she said she was in this reporter pen for one of these moments where Donald Trump just turns an arena full of people on this small gathering of reporters. And she said it was terrifying. And of course it is. And he's playing with fire because he doesn't understand and doesn't care. But it's really serious. It's really serious for the president to say that reporters don't love this country and that they're bad people. It is a message. It's a message not to listen to them. Uh, uh, but also it is a message to crazy people. And journalists are being killed all over the world and it can happen here. And uh, there's no good there. But he keeps saying they're bad people, which a mother to a child, like, when they say a bad person, it's not report, like, it's not somebody who went to college and, like, learned yeah. to write and tried to tell the truth about the country. Like, that's not bad people. When you read a story to a child, you're like, it was a bad person. It's not a guy with a pencil and a, and a notebook. Or a gal with a tape recorder. Well, but the people that support Trump are like, they see him as daddy and, and, the, and they're the baby. But also story. he's the baby and they're the daddy. Yes. It's both. Yes. No, no, you are so right about this. Like, In fact, this whole nightmare of it's a It's Lord of the Flies up there. It's literally like, if your <laughs> drunk roommate came home after, he is, this is yes, what it is. Yeah. Okay, he's like, if your drunk roommate came home and you heard from someone, they're like, Pete just punched a girl in the face. And he came home and he was like, for 45 minutes, was like, wait, wait, can I just read you some of my journal of what I wrote about Stephanie? And, 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 and then you're supposed to sit there and be like, yeah, you're right, man, she was a total bitch. Yeah, but then if you're the supporter, you're drunk too, and you're like, oh my God, Stephanie, yeah, exactly. I'm going to punch her. Fuck Stephanie. Let's all punch Stephanie. Fuck Stephanie. She's Guys. a bad person. Stephanie Guys. can't be trusted with an email server. Guys. <laughs> Stephanie's my sister's name. I feel like I get it. <laughs> Let's finish the clip. <laughs> also, my parents are here. Give it up for my parents. If you want to discover the source of the division in our country... Look no further than the fake news and the crooked media. Yeah. I get plenty of bad on Fox, too. But at least it's within reason. And Hannity, how good is Hannity, he said. How good is Hannity? It is ice cold that CNN just has to play... <laughs> okay, stop. Play how great is Hannity on their air. I mean... Is, are we at the point where the me, like why CNN will just put like hey we're crook like CNN's what? doing a new show called CNN sucks yeah <laughs> they're like, so fucking spineless don't air it's this just like right am I crazy I don't know you know I, I, CNN I don't <laughs> I do not want us to then be in the position where because Trump makes CNN a villain like we all have to defend Trump all day because like. You know, there could be a story without heroes, but uh, uh, <laughs> 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 but I uh, I will say that CNN I think made some 
made it the same category error that a lot of a lot of news outlets did, that a lot of people did, myself included, which is to treat Trump's un victory as so unlikely as to make the spectacle itself worth covering and tr and treated it as such. And I think it's I think that after Trump's win, I think a lot of things changed. But I think CNN has in a lot of ways stepped up. I think covering Trump's rallies when he was a primary candidate wall to wall while you know, s basically sucking the air out of the race for the rest of the candidates was reprehensible. Mm -hmm. But he's the president, and he's making a crazy speech, and it's news. And yeah. I have no problem with them covering it, and that's it. I mean, like, I just... Uh, I, it's, it's not CNN's fault. I mean, it, it's... Well... <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing CNN can do right now about the fact that Donald Trump is president. And because he is, and he's mm -hmm. on television saying insane things, it's not their job to keep that from us. Okay, so here's okay my pitch it. to CNN. Uh, you can't hear, you can't see this on the podcast, but in the room, I think you should just let the Chiron start being a rebuttal and let it go to three, four, five lines until it like <laughs> covers his face if he lies enough. Like just, just That's a re great rebut, idea. rebut, rebut, rebut to the top yeah. of the screen. <laughs> well, That's they a have great done, idea. That is a good idea. And they have done rebuttal Chirons that are like, you know, yeah, yeah, Trump yeah. claims X, Brent is not true. But I'm saying yeah. all the, just have the, just have it keep rising yeah. up until, until Face just is surrounded by Chiron. I think you could even train him by doing that to lie less frequently if each lie added up. You're a, not going like, to change Donald Trump. You know what you need I is think a, it's uh, like a little, it's, he's like a little anything. dog. I can, him. I can change him. I can change him. You, no, I can. you sound like an, so, I can. You sound like no, an abused really, spouse. No, I know, but he's really, I can change him. You he loves real me. Time, we need a real-time Pinocchio filter that as he's speaking, there's mm -hmm. someone whose job it is on like a graphic thing to kind of slowly extend his nose <laughs> so that when you tune in, you have an automatic I, way of knowing just yeah. how deceptive he's being in the moment. I feel like we should start treating the people who support Trump like we treat Trump. They're, they're not going to change. He has this corner of the base. They're not going to believe anything. He, he, could, he said he could shoot somebody in the face in Fifth Avenue and nobody people would still support him. It's totally true. He's going to keep doing impeachable offenses. They're going to keep supporting him. CNN, I think there's this, the, the mainstream media has this like feeling that if they go too far in calling him out or ha don't have this like false equivalency all the time, they'll be seen as the liberal media. But it doesn't matter what they do, they'll be seen as the but liberal media. But I will media. say this, after, after Trump spoke here, there was like a shot of, all of the CNN panel and it looked like they had just watched <laughs> a puppy fall out of a window. <laughs> John's got an incredible what the fuck is happening face going on. He's now hands to brows, hands over mouth. He's uh, an honest guy. Sean Hannity. And Fox saying. and Friends in the Morning is the best show, and it's the absolute most honest show. And it's the it. show I watch. It's the show he watches, guys. It's the most honest show. It's fantastic. He loves Fox and Friends. Fox and Friends is the stupidest, most deceptive, disgusting thing but that Fox puts on every day. I heard Kelly is actually having it animated for him <laughs> before it airs. And the nose from CNN just starts to creep into Fox because it went all the way across the bottom band. <laughs> End of segment. <laughs> so... That's okay, stop. Um, guys, there's been a lot going on. It's very dark out there, but uh, there, was, there was a bit of a, a lighter moment on Monday. On Monday, Louise Linton, the wife of Treasury Secretary <laughs> Stephen Mnuchin, uh, posted an Instagram photo of herself exiting a military jet with the following caption, 
great hashtag day trip to hashtag Kentucky. I'm just going to skip some of the hashtags, put them in. Nicest, people, beautiful, countryside. Roland Moret pants? Is that a brand that I don't know? I'm, I'm too salt of the earth to know the brand. Is it Roland Moret? Is that right? Did I say it? Oh, whatever. Roland Moret. Roland Moret pants, Tom Ford, sunnies. Tom Ford, oh, sunglasses. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Hermes scarf. You know what? It's fun to get them wrong. It's, um, I, don't get, I don't get Swiss on yeah, my sandwich. Yeah, but this sandwich. isn't any brand. This it's is Hermes. Her- Hermes scarf. Valentino rock stud heels. Hashtag Valentino. Hashtag USA. In an Instagram comment on the photo, Jenny Miller, a mother of three from Oregon, commented, glad we could pay for your little getaway. Hashtag deplorable. We don't hate Jenny, guys. Louise responded to Jenny Miller uh, with quite a tirade. So we are now introducing a new segment. It is called A Reading by Michaela Watkins. She will now read Louise Linton's response to this mother of three from Oregon. Michaela, take it away. Forgive me, because I don't normally like to attack other fellow women performers. Um, But now that I've seen that you destroyed Taylor Swift like a snosage at a Rottweiler fight. Um, who cares, right? No, but, but feminism is really calling out people for being an asshole. So, um, so forgive me if this is not a good uh, impression. Here we go. This is the response. Cute! With a uh, kiss emoji. Aww. Did you think this was a personal trip? Adorable! Do you think the U.S. government paid for our honeymoon or personal travel? LOL, LOL, LOL. <laughs> Have you given more to the economy than me and my husband? either as an individual earner in taxes or in self-sacrifice to your country. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we paid more taxes toward our day, quote-unquote, trip than you did. By the way, it was a trip, right? She went to go see the eclipse. They went to go see the eclipse at Fort fucking Knox. Okay. Which is way too on the nose. (laughs) In an airplane that said United States of America. Pretty sure the amount we sacrifice per year is a lot more than you'd be willing to sacrifice if the choice was yours. Strong arm emoji, kiss emoji. (laughs) You're adorably out of touch. (laughs) Hard eyes emoji. Thanks for the passive aggressive nasty comment. Because this whole thing isn't passive or I can't. <laughs> Sorry. Your kids look very cute. <laughs> your life looks cute. <laughs> I know you're mad, but deep down, you're really nice. And so am I. <laughs> Sending me passive-aggressive Instagram comments isn't going to make life feel better. Maybe a nice message. One filled with wisdom and humanity would get more traction. 
Have a pleasant evening. Go chill out and watch the Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's fab. Give it up for Michaela Watkins with a fantastic reading. I have to say, your life looks cute is one of the most passive-aggressive things. I And it, she grew up in a, in a Scottish castle. Like, you can't throw stones. You can't throw stones when you grow up in a Scottish castle. They bounce, they bounce right off. That shit is like... <laughs> Wait, but also, isn't your kids look cute what, like, a fucking serial killer says That's before they right. kill your kids? And she's like, your comment will get more traction. What, how much more traction can a comment fucking get than her responding with a paragraph? And what does a cute life look like? It's so your insulting. It's like, oh, you're, look at your little life. It's so adorable. We don't like it. <laughs> when we come back... So scary. A new segment called Old News. The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't. The No Trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F-Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to cricket.com slash store to shop. Hi, I'm Erin Ryan, a writer and host of the podcast Hysteria. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco, former White House Deputy Chief of Staff and also a host of Hysteria. And this week, we were asked to talk about Women's History Month. And on behalf of women everywhere, okay, fine. Our show, Hysteria, is about the way news and culture impacts women in America every week of the year. From the latest on reproductive rights to the ways pop culture handles women's stories. And not just because it's March, okay? We exist the other 11 months of the year, too. What? Don't... <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Don't even get us started on our exclusive YouTube series, This Fucking Guy, where we try to figure out how the worst people in America got to be so awful. So if you're looking for a pod that's by the ladies and for everyone, make sure to subscribe to Hysteria wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Now for a segment called Old News. It's a new game that we're going to be playing. Guys, beneath your chairs, you guys each have a question to ask a member of our audience. I see a great many friends of the pod. I see a straight shooter or two. Elisa, <laughs> can you find somebody who might be interested in playing the game Old News? There's somebody over there. They got to be in merch, though. <laughs> oh, there. Shoot, this person's raising her hand. Oh. Hello, what's your name? Nicole. Hi, Nicole. I'd like to say I used to work for Sheriff Joe. You worked for Sheriff Joe? Whoa. Uh, Nicole, don't boo don't, me. Don't say your last name. I Is won't. there? Can you give us one shocking fact about your time there? Just one. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like my height. He's not as tall as he looks. Okay, that's okay. But I wanted something a little I bit more exciting. That's okay, Nicole. Thank you for sharing that information. Anyway. Are you ready to play the game Old News? Yeah. Have you been paying attention to the news since Donald Trump was inaugurated as president? 
Uh, so much has happened this year. I want to see if you've been paying attention. Um, I'm going to run through a few of the minor skirmishes that have happened that we have seemingly forgotten about because so much other crazy shit has happened. Uh, we each are going to ask you a question. You're going to be playing for a parachute gift card. <laughs> question number one. It is multiple choice. Back in May... Trump released a budget with a serious math error. By how much did he miscalculate? Was he wrong by two million, twenty billion, or two trillion dollars? Trillion. Two trillion dollars mm -hmm. is correct. <laughs> and they said that they did it on purpose. Alice, you're up with question number two for Nicole. All right, you got this. <clears throat> During a Black History Month speech, Trump alluded to which historical figure as still being alive. He said, blank, is an example of somebody who has done an amazing job and is being recognized more and more. I noticed. Frederick Douglass? That's correct. Crushing it, Nicole. Andrew, question number three. All right. This is a good one. I would have gotten this wrong. <clears throat> How many times has Trump tweeted about Hillary Clinton since the inauguration? Uh, uh, option A. You have options. You have options. I'm not going to have you know the number. A. Uh, option A, 585. Uh, option B, 97. And option C, 1,012. I like it. What? No, not all of the above. How could it be all of the <laughs> above? How could that be? I, I, that can be an answer in a multiple choice, but not when there's three numbers. It would be adding them all together, yeah. I think is what she's oh, saying. Oh, well, that uh -huh. had just been a trick question. Yeah, we wouldn't do that That's your you. MO. We wouldn't do that. That is oh. my MO. Nicole, Nicole, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but you did raise your hand. Is it 585, 97, or 1,012? 585. Oh, hell yeah. You're about to be caffeinated. Michaela is up to read Nicole her fourth and final question. She is three for three. True or false? Donald Trump held a nuclear strategy session in the public dining room of its Florida resort. True. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. That it's did happen. Four for four. That did happen. <laughs> Guys, Nicole went four for four. Give it up for Nicole. Nicole, you've won the parachute gift card. Now for the rant wheel. We've got a lot on the rant wheel today. Uh, all right. Here's, what the, here's where it could land. It could land on Robert Lee, an, ESM, an ESPN announcer who didn't call a game because his name sounded sort of like Robert E. Lee. Uh, we have the uh, Arizona GOP using Margaret Cho's sitcom family photo to represent Asians. Uh, we have more people tweeting about how there's a new President Trump. We have the neo-Nazis hiding behind the First Amendment when they get banned from Twitter and PayPal uh, and other services. We have the Game of Thrones finale. We have people visiting the ER after the eclipse. We have Trump already campaigning for election, for re-election in 2017. And we have Facebook's suggested friends. Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> Okay. Yes. So, 
ESPN pulled a guy named Robert Lee off of a... He was calling a Virginia game. Calling a so Virginia a little, game. Yeah. Uh, and he was pulled up because his name... Robert motherfucking Lee. Is... is I'm, I, I, it's not because his middle name was motherfucking... No, that part is like... <laughs> should have been pulled long ago. He's lived with that, yeah. I don't know if you guys have any strong feelings about this. I think... Uh, I think this whole thing got blown out of proportion. I, it's the kind of thing where somebody, once somebody asks that, that question never should have been asked, right? Can somebody named Robert Lee call a game in Virginia <laughs> during all of this? I mean, mm-hmm. I think he should. But then somebody asked her, like, well, now that you've asked, I guess you got to be better safe than sorry. Yeah. I, it got leaked, though, is the problem. Because I think, I think this shit is, like, relatively routine. If I may, my small rant on this is directed... <laughs> At probably a tiny bit of your listenership, but um, Asian parents just fucking crack a history book before you name your kid, because it is like I know, and it's like I, I'm the only one that's saying this, but you know, and you guys don't say this, but just seriously, well, a fucking bummer. His name isn't Robert. <laughs> like I would get it maybe if the guy's name was Roberty, because that's a weird name. <laughs> And that would be a little messed up. But he's not even a white guy. Like, I don't understand. And it's obvious that I feel like it was just leaked and then made a big deal out of it. Like, oh, look what it does. The PC police came in and now a guy can't work his job. Yeah, it feels like a prank from Republicans. It's a troll. Let's turn turn PC on its face and make them have to defend it, okay? I think it's like the best kind of troll, too, because it's it's like a vague political cartoon where, like, you can read any point of view into this action and to the reaction and to the re-re-reaction. Like, it's just, like, it is probably pointless, but, like, Jesus Christ. Our culture is dumb. Let's spin it again. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! It has landed on the Game of Thrones finale. I'm so happy. <laughs> and... What's funny is this was put on the rant wheel by others and just assumed I'd have something to yell about. I guess either about either the quality of how this season has gone, people not being quiet during the episode. Michaela, where's your head at? There's not enough tits, man. No, um, <laughs> uh, no, I have a couple of things, but every time my husband doesn't watch Game of Thrones, and I do, and every time I talk about it with people, he goes, when you talk about Game of Thrones, you sound so dumb. <laughs> And I know what he means, because I'm like, wait a minute, so what is... Um, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do, Michaela. Uh, we're going to make a note, and we're going to beep that when we put it out. Okay. Keep going. Well, I do have... A, I, I mean, I don't know. I have to t- talk about things that have happened in past uh, yeah. episodes this season, but it would be a spoiler for somebody who was, say, listening to this from yeah. France and so couldn't get HBO so we're Go. So... so is anybody in this room worried about being spoiled? <laughs> oh, a couple people raised their couple hands, people but not are. enough. I can but talk yes. about it without Just spoiling. Go, no, do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have an evergreen rant about Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, I can talk about it without spoiling. This is mine is not as good as yours. I can already tell. But I, that's uh, not. You have no listen. way of knowing. Here, okay. Here's my problem with Game of Thrones: is that the only consistent thing so far about the show has been, it does feel like they are trying to soften everyone's stance on incest. 
Like, it's, they're yeah. really doing a lot of work. And that's the only arc that has been, like, entirely consistent. consistent throughout. Yeah. It's like, incest is bad. And then it's like, is it, though? <laughs> I shouldn't ship Like, them. it's insane. It's like the only thing. Characters bounce all over the place. Everyone's motivations, fucking whatever. They really are on the, the track to being, like, incest. Good. <laughs> That's so much better than what I was going to say. There's like no way. Thank you, Alice. All That's I was going nice. to say is that the ravens fly too fast. That's, That's not a spoiler, but like every time anybody sends a raven, like four seconds later, somebody's like, oh, cool. Like it's like the cell phone it's, of Game of Thrones. It's like you send a raven out and it goes bloop, and then five seconds later, bloop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bloop, bloop. And it's like, oh, are you guys going to be out later? Okay, send me, send me a raven if you're out. Okay. Cool. I feel like this season is sort of emblematic of, of our administration where st- so much Incest is happening. is fine. <laughs> that. Boom! That. Oh, no. That. We're doing the Arsenio thing. <laughs> Michaela. Um, that was very true. But also... <laughs> That so much is happening that when something big happens, they're a little bit like, don't worry about it. <laughs> we have yeah. such bigger fish oh, to yeah. fry right now. Yeah. Like, don't worry about how... <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't know what, you don't know what she's referring yeah, to. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm You're talk- good. Yeah. And we're going to beep this in the recording. We're going to bleep right. this like you, like you said some words. And you don't know how it turns out. No. You don't know how anything happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spin it again before I get in more trouble with people yelling at me for spoiling Game of Thrones. <laughs> It has landed on a new President Trump. Um, The reason it was there is because, once again, Donald Trump gave a speech, I believe, on Monday night in which he did not, you know, fall down. He read the teleprompter successfully. You know, he announced his Afghanistan policy, even though he really didn't explain what it was. And, of course, once again, reporters start talking about how this is a new President Trump. Uh, Philip Rucker... (laughs) who is a good reporter, tweeted, Tonight is a new President Trump, acknowledging a flip-flop and talking about the gravity of the office, history, and substance. And I thought Brian Boitler uh, of the New Republic made a good point about this. He said, It's fair to ask anyone who's tweeted anything like this in the past two years why they haven't learned or what upside they see in playing games. And I think that's really fair because it is so crazy to approach Donald Trump reading from a teleprompter and doing his best impression of someone who isn't the guy on the day before or the day after and treat it like it's anything different or anything new or anything, any shift. He doesn't shift. The guy that gave the speech in Phoenix is the guy. He can't contain it. He can't stop it. It's who he's always going to be, and that's it. And so looking for, you know, looking for big conclusions, looking for some kind of sweeping change, looking for a pivot, it is never going to be happening. Never going to happen. I think part of the problem is, Reporting the same thing over and over again is boring. And also, by the way, not being nuanced gets pretty boring. You know, we, we're all dealing with this completely black and white situation every day, and it doesn't change. And so there's nothing new to say about it. Yeah, he read from the thing. It wasn't a total disaster. He's still going to be a racist tomorrow. Nothing is going to change. The only thing that will change is when he leaves. And everything else is false nuance and bullshit. That's it. That's all I had to say about it. Uh, and I guess we should leave it there. Yeah. 
It's a uh, good place to leave it. I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, this week, today was fucking nuts. I'm really looking through the rest of these cards to see if there's anything else to cover. I think we hit While it While we were recording this, Trump went in front of Trump Tower and grabbed 10 pussies on <laughs> CNN Live. Please rate and subscribe the show. But let's also send all our love and warm and well wishes out to Texas. Out That's to Texas. Too. Yeah. Yes, there's a hurricane Good luck, coming Texas. to Texas. If you're listening to this in Texas, you know, it's scary. Give it up for our panel. Alice Wetterland, Andrew T., Michaela Watkins, Tommy Vitor, Ira Madison. Thank you guys so much.